Hello, I'm Olivia Lee and this is Maria Shahata. That's right, and together we're Frank. This is the podcast where everything is talked about. Absolutely, and if you want to know the truth about love and life, well, you're in the wrong place. But if you do want utterly pointless relationship advice, we're here to help. And we do it every Thursday on Radio Haha. It's the Frank Podcast. Frank. Funny, real and not knowledgeable. Hello again. Here we are with another episode of Frank. I don't know why I just did that. Uh, Frank. Hi, Maria. Hi, Olivia. I actually really liked Frank. Frank. We are back and we've had a great time together. Listen, I wanted to... going off script. Well, because the script I just realized was going nowhere. And (laughs) (laughs) well, here we are just... um, She did just look at it and threw it down and was like, no, fuck that. (laughs) Just ripped it up. Actually, this is bullshit. No offense to Amanda, our producer, who's in the room. Yeah, and we're ripping up scripts. Sorry, what happened with that? I mean, did we use... You, like hungover or something with that one no 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 oh, probably <laughs> no, no it, just, it just we were just gonna get started right away but i want to yeah. talk about um one just real quickly uh you know like i met uh, i met johnny's father <gasps> whoa okay so when we did the first series you'd been together like a matter of weeks yeah um how long have you been together now eight months eight months yeah no this is epic so now 420 you're no longer no. in a, a like a thing it's it's 42. a relationship now yeah, I think so. I think it's really good. I think we. I think it's got some legs. Oh, hello. I think this one might be going somewhere. When did you meet the dad? I met him. When we were up in Edinburgh because he's from Edinburgh. So uh, I took a little bus ride over to his father's. He lives on the sea. Um, really oh, nice lovely. and nice um, house. It was a nice, it was a nice flat, like right on the sea, beautiful balcony. We played Scrabble and. Uh, <laughs> Did you I mean, get we, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very nice people. We got on great. But like Johnny was like, I love you know, like I love my dad, but like I don't care what he thinks of you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but I want to like. What, what? No, but I love that about yeah. Johnny. He's just yeah. no, I like you. End of. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. How how about you and Dan? Oh yeah, Dan and I, we've been together <laughs> now <laughs> seven years, eight months. Um, and that, yeah, a long time. We yeah, we've had a good old run of it. I went to see him in Edinburgh, and it was great because it's the first time we had just fun as a couple without a kid or without running home to a babysitter. I think maybe since we've had Teddy, we've not been away on our own together, and we had we saw loads of shows. We went for dinners, and it was just so restorative. I think we really needed that. Yeah, especially in the run up to Edinburgh with you know what it's it like can get really with stressful. a comedian. But we did. We had a really good run of it, and then we had a, a shocking row over the weekend about something so stupid I can't even remember. And it was one of those where we we're arguing in the car because we always seem to argue in the car. Mm. And we got to the lights. I was like, I'm getting out. And he's like, No, you're not. So every time I went to open the door, he drove a bit. It was like a proper the wheels came off crazy row. I was like, I'm getting out. And then he stopped. He's like, fine, get out. And I got out and slammed the door. The lights were still red. And I walked a few meters down the road. And then I thought, what am I doing? And then the lights went green. And he was about to drive off. And I ran (laughs) to the car and banged on the window going, let me in. I'm coming back in. And I just thought, I'm mad. That was like an insane set of events. You're like, wait, I have no plans. Where were you? I was like, what was I doing? I just walked down the street. I realized I don't have a wallet. I don't have were you, anything. Were you by your home? Where were you? Where? We were in Tufnell Park. Okay, it's so not, not anywhere close to home. You had, had to get an Uber. No, the first thought If you thought really was, wanted to stick to your guns there. I didn't even have, ba- I literally had nothing. I just got out of the didn't car. didn't even have your phone. But I thought, oh, because there's a nice little coffee shop we go to in Tufnell Park. I thought, oh, I'll go have a brownie and a coffee and then just get the bus home and then realized I didn't have my wallet. And I was like, ah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Forget it, I forgive you. Forget it, I forgive you. <laughs> And just got in the car and then we just started kind of chatting as if nothing had happened so we're oh, both mad basically. that's good you guys are both crazy and that's yes. why you're perfect for each yes. other 
I'm very excited to bring on our guest today. He uh, <laughs> is just so correct. amazing. Yeah, no, <laughs> not really, because it says Christopher, but like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we have today comedian joining us in the studio. He's coming straight in. Hello. Dane Baptiste. Dane, hello, hello. I would stand up, but I've got a bad back. Hi. Okay, I have done my back in. I didn't. Well, yeah, you well, smell like, divine. You do. You smell really good. Oh, you smell like you guys. You smell like Christmas. It's a YSL black opium. Did you wear your shirt? Now your your shirt has um, an Egyptian um, goddess on it. Yeah. And I was wondering if you wore that for me. Uh Yes. In honor of me. Oh wow. Okay. You know that. You really did. You 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 put that thought into it. I do my best to stay abreast of a comedic culture as much as possible. You know that, Maria. Yes, I do. So you guys go back a long way. Um, comedy and stuff. I've known you for like four years, I think. That's a pretty long time. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm grating. So you're grating. Yeah, I'm grating. Grating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's you why I've that. only There's, seen you like yeah, three yeah, times yeah. in those four years. But it's, yeah, that's, like, that's why. Oh, sorry, I thought that was some kind of slang. I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? No, no, Is same like, thing. It's just, <laughs> I mean, number one, my enunciation. That's already gonna yeah, like yeah, yeah. me. Like, I can't even understand when he speaks. No, no, I can understand <laughs> so. you perfectly. I'm just, I live you under a rock. Now, I don't go anywhere or see anyone. Don't know what the buzzwords are anymore, Dane. There's no buzzwords. All the kids now just speak how me and my friends spoke ten years ago. So everything's hashtagged. Oh, it is. If I see hashtag grateful one more time, I'm gonna punch myself. In the face. Oh no no no! That's Seriously? not the one. It's, it's when they do the caption. This is everything. Yeah. A cheesecake is everything. <laughs> yeah. You set a very low bar for uh, fulfillment for, for in your life. Yeah, God's sake. Sometimes a cheesecake is everything. You don't. Have yeah, CMT. it can be, but it should be like this. This is everything right now. No, right. I know. Yeah, okay. In this know. Oh, in LA, exactly. everybody was like, "Actor's life, acting, acting backstage." Like it's just like, oh god, the actor's life is the one. Yeah, I in LA, they stand. also have gratitude cafes. So that. Oh yeah. I love What's that place. What's a gratitude cafe? It is a. Uh, oh, I go love on, it. Go I love on. it. She likes it. It's such a. Um, there's a little chain of cafes called Gratitude Cafe. A uh, cafe gratitude, and uh, all the menu items are are um are like uh, prayers or something. Yeah. Or like what are they? Mantras. Just like, like yeah, mantras like mm. um, like I love me latte with brie. Mm. And then the server will come up. I, I love how much you hate this, uh, but the server will come up and say, "What are we grateful for today?" Like, and then you'll have to say like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I should ask if I can use profanity on this podcast. (laughs) Yes. What the fuckity fuck is that? (laughs) That's out fucking rageous. That's so fucking stupid. Right? So fucking stupid. It's supposed to chill you out, but it gets me in a bad mood. I'm like, fuck off. But they had this like coconut BLT because it's all vegan. That Mm -hmm. was absolutely fucking amazing. So I would go and put up with all of that just for this coconut BLT. It was made out of coconut flakes and it had like smoky flavor. That sounds good. That is good. Oh, it was amazing. So So I'm grateful for the availability of auxins and pesticides which allow people to get (laughs) this much food this often outside of season. I'm grateful for that. You say it, I'm grateful for capitalist interests in like horticulture and like, you know, the agriculture industry. I want to take you to LA. Off and I'm going to keep it back on point. Uh, Dane, what is your relationship? Sit you? Uh, single. Oh, how long have you I been love a single? single one? Uh, not long. Oh, really? Please Out of a long single. relationship? It wasn't that long, I guess. I don't how know. long was it? To be honest, I mean, my relationship since I started doing comedy, they've never been that significant to speak of, if I'm honest with you. It's just and been I think like this, hookups. Well, not hookups, but I just feel like they just. That we weren't really built on any kind of foundation. Well, wait, let me ask you this. Why did you say when I, since I started yeah. comedy? So does that mean you were talking to f- like fans after shows that didn't... Oh, uh, no, it's just that, like, I guess most people 
your uh, relationships will kind of revolve around maybe where you work and mm-hmm. whatever uh, social paradigms you're in most frequently. So I guess a lot of people I may have been in relationships with are involved in comedy. Oh, and you're dating yes. comedians. Oh, no, we're not necessarily comedians, but even people on the peripherals of that. Okay. But I can definitely say that's been one of the biggest mistakes of my what, entire life. What, dating comedians? Just being involved with in anybody in comedy. Like, Why? I just feel that like my, over the last, I'm going to say 10 years, makes you know, since I, actually from about 2006 up until this point. Since you started getting successful. Partially, but yeah. no, from about 2006, even before I started doing comedy, up until now, it's just been bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Well, I've been involved with people who we don't have the same moral compass. But the sex is great. It's all right. Oh. <laughs> I, don't mean, I don't mean that in a bitchy way, but it's like, I feel like, and this is something I'll be able to glean from my interactions yeah. with people in comedy. Like, unlike a lot of men in comedy, I don't have to rely on this to find women. I right. was fine with women before I started doing comedy. Okay. So I don't have the disposition whereby I'm as excited as a 15-year-old for female attention. Yeah, you don't need to shag fans. No, basically. I was popular before I started doing comedy. Yeah. So <laughs> it, was, it was never that much you of an issue. You were getting the shags before. I mean, but then the thing is, I've, I know what I was able to learn early enough is that like shags don't really do much for you anyway. Because no. then when there's no one around, the shags you had previously do not make you feel better about your current situation. No. So there's never been a fuck I've had that's been good enough to make me feel better when I'm lonely. Well, you're fucking the wrong people. I mean, no, I, agree with you. I mean, yeah, I mean, wait, what, what, sorry, Maria, I just want to know what, the, so what, why are you making bad decisions, Dane? What do you put that down to? Probably just living a lie. And uh, so, you know, the thing about me, I guess, the saddest thing about me when I've broken up with people, the saddest thing is that it's never a surprise. Have you broken up with them? No. It's just that I just see it coming. I just, uh, something will happen in a relationship and then it's like an hourglass and it's just running the time out because I know this person, there's no future here. So why are you dating them in the first place? That's what I'm saying. It's been mistakes. It's been mistakes and mistakes. What, do you know, how are you able to pinpoint that, that kind of thing that happens? Every that, single time. That you go, okay, yeah. well, well, what is it? So uh, the first relationship I had, so my first major relationship was like when I graduated from university from about 2003 to 2006. Oh, and that was a cool. good chunk of time. Then, from when I was like working in the industry and stuff, the next one I had from about like 2008 to 2012, 13, yeah, was like, for example, I remember telling her that I wanted to get into comedy and I wanted to be one of the best. And she's kind of like, that comes across kind of arrogant. And from then I was like, yeah, I ain't going to be with you long term. <laughs> okay, because that's because, not a very supportive thing to say. That's not a supportive thing to, thing to yeah, say. Yeah, and yeah. also, it's like me affirming. A dream or my greatness is not a reflection of your uh, that shouldn't be at your detriment yeah, right. yeah, yeah in the same way that like if my girlfriend's like i want to do this in my life even if i don't you think she could do negative. it i wouldn't be negative no same way you wouldn't do that with your kids you could give it a go this, and try. That, that, that's exactly my point so i'm somebody whereby like it's not arrogance i have to have a very a strong sense of self-worth and that's so which means and that, and that comes from empathy so i'm well aware of how i'd like to be treated and so i don't yeah. treat people that way so yeah. even, like I said, even if I didn't believe someone could do something or they may struggle to do something, I would never tell them that. So there's, there's things that I might even think about a partner. I might say because I'm like, I know how that would feel if someone said it to me. Yeah. So even if I feel strongly enough about it, like, I wouldn't say it. So you believe in the power of positivity? like To an extent, but, you know, I'm a realist, but it's like, for example, anyone, you could speak to any of my exes, and even if they told you I was a bad person, if you were to say to them, but what did he say? They wouldn't be able to tell you like any insult about their appearance, no. or about their dreams, about who they are so as a person, where they're the from. They'll just say something like he raises his voice sometimes and sometimes he's mean. So, but that, the thing is, because people will try and create like oh, yeah. a false image of you, 
in order for them to justify how they behave. I always find that like yeah. um, a lot of times partners will, and I've seen it with uh, my own past relationships and other people's past relationships, partners will project what exactly what they're doing onto you yes. and say that you're doing it's the same it. same with friendships. Yeah. It's like what someone says about you is largely... This is are. my point, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, so I'm somebody whereby, like, for example, I don't mind having arguments. I think yeah. I think they are healthy. And I don't mind if they become very heated. Like, I don't mind if someone's screaming at me because it doesn't matter about the volume, I'm listening to what you're saying. I need yeah. to date you. So I can always, like... Hell yeah. So I can, so I can always dissect what we're, what we're talking about because even, especially if you're in a relationship, you're still doing this under the pretense of unconditional love. And yeah. sometimes people get angry and sometimes it's fine for you to argue because... I would much rather someone shout and get it out than internalise that and have that manifest in some physical way. I yep. 100% believe that. But not right. everyone believes that. But it's, And the thing is, like, it gets annoying for me because it's like, I grew up, like, my mother has six sisters and they've all got two daughters each. Wow. So when people are like, oh, he's mean or he's abusive, it's like, but I've seen a woman with her face exploded because her husband punched her in the face. Right. So when you're like, oh, well, sometimes he shouted at me and they go and, and then you tell your mum and dad, it's like, I can't, you're not weak. You're, you're not strong you're not enough as a person for me to be with. So, so you've you've raised a point that's really endemic with what's going on at the moment, um, which I'm I'm kind of looking at a lot. Is the idea that we have made negative emotions um, something to be afraid of, or something to go like, yeah. oh, don't fulfill, don't feel anger, don't frustrate. It's a bad thing, and we're told be happy, be positive, be grateful. Yeah. That that by some somehow by having a negative emotion or by shouting, it's a bad thing. Yeah. And actually, what you're saying is. There's no such thing as a bad emotion. An emotion is an emotion. And you've got to just express it. And the thing is, the people that say stuff like you can't have a bad emotion are the same idiots that are talking about having an emotional spectrum in the first place. Yeah. So how are you even going to observe these light and these points of joy and intimacy with somebody if you've not had the argument? Like, so... That's and I think how you I'm, learn about Because someone. that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's like, it's, this is not about, like, the good times when we're having a good time. It's like, for me, it's like... It's not how good I can make my partner feel when things are going well. It's when they are depressed or they're dealing with that acute yeah. depression or that envy about their life or career. It's pulling them out of the darkness yes. then. That's that's the real test of it. Yes. It's not a question of like how good things are and how fun things are when you're on holiday but and stuff. But you can only do that for someone else if you can do it for yourself. Exactly. And I think a lot of people don't always have those tools. Well, this is what I mean. But then for me, that's like, why would you go in someone else's house when yours isn't clean? Yeah. Or in order. So... So do you think, because it sounds like you don't avoid conflict, you see that as something that's very healthy, that uh, that the relationships you've had, when it's got to the point of conflict, mm -hmm. women have not liked that. Every single they, time. Right. It's just an interesting thing, because you, you're, you're pro-conflict. You're, well, you're pro-getting it out, and, yeah. and you seem to be too. But I grew up with both of my parents shouting at each other every time they spoke there was never there was never any yeah. mutual respect with them it mm -hmm. was just always yelling 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 so like where, what's the difference then? But that's not conflict resolution what we're talking about is the idea that you you are you get out what you want to say and what you feel with a view to then resolving it it's not just that you're shouting all the time it's the resolution of that afterwards what does that look like actually I that, mean, depending on where you are, that's like makeup sex, right? No. Or, or, or a healthy hate fuck. Okay. <laughs> right. I, it's it's <laughs> knowing that the wheels are going to come <laughs> off, but what you can learn from those moments. So mile and a half, we shout at each other, you know, and then when we've calmed down, we will then try to talk about that and see what we've learned. And in the calm, go, no, I, I understand why you reacted that way. So I don't think it's healthy to just shout and then just leave it and then just yeah. move on. It's like... You get the anger out, the frustration out, and then you discuss where it came from and why you felt that way, and you try to understand. And the some, other some that's what some people are. Some people initially, if they if they uh, have conflict, their their first or initial reaction might be for them to emote and have 
uh, explosive anger, for example. Yeah, I go mm. to and anger. Yeah, some people yeah. do that, and 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 a lot of the time, anger manifests because of from fear. Yes. So you know, when people are defensive, they may be afraid you might find something out about it might change your perception. Or it's of them. how you grew up. So or it's like yeah, like I said, I grew up with it's yeah. all women. So no, yeah. so with guys, you roughhouse and then you might hug it out afterwards. But obviously, women aren't going to solve their conflicts physically. So obviously, there's going to be a lot of shouting. So. That's how I learned because I can't put my hand on anybody. So you will shout, you you will shout, and you. Will but, I don't, I don't, but it takes a lot for me to shout. But the thing yeah. is, I I because I guess from my dad, he's very much uh, very logic, logistical in his arguments. Yeah. So he argues like a lawyer. Yeah. Mm. So my dad, if you say something like, "Well, I did this," so like for example, my dad's somebody. If you say, "Oh, if you break curfew, for example," and he'd be like, "So why are you home late?" And you're like, "Oh, the bus was late," and blah blah blah. He'd be like, "So where were you even started?" And he'll know the bus route and be like, "At some point, you'd had a ca- you'd had a phone box, so why oh, not?" Oh man, that's so, tough. Yeah, no excuses. So there's no excuses. So there's no excuses. So this is what I picked up. So if someone says, uh, "For example, you're selfish," for me, I'm not always going to emo- react to that emotionally, but I'll try and get a precedent where I'm like, "Well, you can't. How can I be selfish if this happened here?" Yeah, and I did, I've done this for this reason. It's not because. Yeah. So. Uh, but it might yeah, be that you are a bit. I mean, we're in a profession where you have to be a bit to to get ahead. You have to. Yeah, in in it, business, but that's, yeah. that's in this is business. Yeah, so I can be selfish in this, but mm. I feel like with uh, relationships, selfishness is never going to work. Well, the only it's not selfishness; it's more self awareness. I feel like you yeah. should be aware of have a good self image and self love, and be aware of who you are because I, I feel like that's important. Because then, like I said, you set a standard for yourself. So I'm, I always focus on myself and always take responsibility for for what yeah. I do first, because then I can, because then I don't have to like project onto other people. So I don't. You, yeah. you shouldn't really. You can be selfish in a relationship, but when you put yourself in a relationship, the only time you need to be selfish is when, is when you're putting self love first. Yeah. I first it, and then both of you are supposed to serve the relationship. Do you re? Uh, do you have? Have you had a lot of therapy? Because you sound very emotionally intelligent. Well, I'm also an overthinker. So when I had my first heartbreak, it was like. I'm like, but then I thought the idea is that you're thoughtful and you're friendly mm. and you care about somebody. And so for me, when it didn't work, I'm like, well, how did I manage to mess this up? So then, yeah. spent all this time analyzing how does love work and but how am I supposed to be a better person? Yourself, relationship? and I yeah. think a lot of people don't do that. It's very easy to blame the person for the breakup. They they did this to me, they did that to me, and then what they get is that support from their friends. They're like, oh, he's an asshole, but you never learn anything. That well, way. Well, I've never, but I'm lucky that I've not had that kind of support system around me. So like, yeah. I've had where I've had ex-girlfriends. If we're having an argument, like say she comes over to my house and, and my family hear me arguing, they will be like, "You can't do that." Yeah. Even my close friends, why they've heard me have arguments with my girlfriend, rather than be like, "Yeah, fuck that bitch," they'll be like, "Yeah." If someone is making you feel that upset, that that's the level of toxicity it produces, then you don't need to be involved in that. Yeah. That's what my friends are more like that. I don't I don't I don't I wouldn't be around people who would just say it's okay because what people don't understand when they have their friends like, Yeah, he's an asshole, your friends aren't gonna be there when you're in your room by yourself. Yeah, it's your friends don't pay rent and they don't sh- your 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 heart they don't share it with you. Mm-hmm. So it's alright for them to say it, but then everyone has their own life. So when they go off and find somebody who you don't like or approve of, they're just gonna turn around and be like, Well I like him, I don't care what you think. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't understand it's very nice for everyone to everyone can chime in and everyone can say, Well, this is what you should do. No one is no one's paying rent. When you're yeah. when you're heartbroken, yeah, there's no one there apart from yourself. Yeah, yeah. And once you once you're in there, and you know what that feeling's like, it doesn't matter what anybody else. And says. it's the worst. Are you saying exactly. are you are you saying that you, uh, some people should just stay in the relationship, not just stay in the relationship they're in, but stay in relationships, um, regardless of what their friends think. If their if their friends are like he's an asshole, yeah, but you don't know him you, like I know yeah, him. Or, well, it's kind of not, not you know like I know him, but your friends should know you, and it's like almost like you can look if you got a close friend, you can look in their face and know. If they're happy or not, and they can they can create all this cognitive dissonance. And they can they well, can you justify. Can. I don't think everyone but else can. You know if someone's happy or not because normally if you ask, but you know how love feels. Because if I yeah. ask you about it and you get defensive, then you're not really you're not happy. 
Yeah, but I will say, like, I being in a long-term relationship with a kid and all of the things that that brings up, there are weeks where I'm not happy. Yeah. I know, because I go over there and she's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like eating a block of cheese. I'm like, what's going on? What's up? Well, I text her, like, do you want to meet up and work together? And I don't mean that at all. But and then Maria meets me with her laptop trying to work. And I'm like, right, I need to talk. <laughs> but that's, but that, that's, that's cool. But that, that's someone, but see, that's, a, that's healthy because your friend is just providing you and someone to, to vent. Yeah. As opposed to sometimes when people, like you said, because everyone will approach these subjects with their own agenda and ego, sometimes, as I'm sure you guys know, you can speak to your friend. If your friend's single and bitter and you're having relationship problems, they're just going to be like, well, then leave them. Well, you've got to be really Because misery, right. right. misery loves companies. Right. Like right. You. you take you advice be, from them. You have to be careful. You take advice from them. So, like, if, yeah. so for example, if everyone's like, oh, he's an asshole, but all your friends are single, then how do they, well, mm. what frame of reference do they have yeah. to tell you yeah. how to make a relationship work? I'm going through this with sort of a friend. She's been dating a guy for a year and they're, they're, they're breaking up. And like my first instinct was like to say, you know what, like work it out. You guys love each other. But the more I thought about the two of them, the more uh, like his behavior just reminded me, like there were just too many bad things. And I, I just, are I called honest? her up the next day. I, like I met her, I met up with her and I said, look, I, I don't think I'd be being a good friend if I said, um, you should work it out with this guy. I think that you, I need to remind you that you can do better, that there's, there's oh. more stuff ahead in your life. Like, cause, cause I, I'm all for, friend, yeah, like I just, I had to like sit and think about it cause I'm all for like forgiving and, and shit. But like sometimes people just, they, they move past that. Yeah. And I, uh, I just, mm. And you know, I just think you know people's face. Like I know my friends. I, and the thing is, like I said, because for me, love is not just erotic or romantic. It's also platonic. What is it to you? It's, yeah. Well, there's so. There's, I mean, they say there's like seven different types. But like even platonically with my friend, I can tell what I know you. I've known you long enough to know how you feel when you're happy. Mm. So even if you whatever you're telling me, and I'll push, I'll coax it out of my friends. And We're even, not going to talk about your friends, though. I'm going to move it back I mean, on I'll, to you. I love them just as much. Well, what? <laughs> okay, so it sounds like you've had lots of like three-year relationships yeah. and, and, and shorter ones, but and none of them have gotten close to you thinking this this could be it. Mm, sometimes, but then but then that's I guess it's more uh, me fantasizing it. But when I'm realistic, it's it's always something where I'm just like, that's not going to work. Let's get back onto the women. Yeah. What have they been like personality-wise? Have they not been strong women then? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, I feel like some people consider themselves to be strong, but like because of my personality, like strong, what people consider to be strong is very different to what I consider to be strong. So they haven't been really strong, is that? No, what they've been, they're, basically, they're just not strong people. Because like I said, for example, and and this is this is not like unique to them. I think this is common to a lot of people. It's just that my mind just works very differently. Yeah. So like I said, for example, I will not lie to somebody even if it's going to give me an easier, easier life. Yeah. I just think it's a waste of creative energy to make up stuff. Yeah. And I would rather have it out, have it off my conscience, and, and then, then we're on. done. But that's and, healthy. Well, not everyone is like that. Yeah. So some people will cry, will yeah. accuse you of abuse. They'll tell your parents, your, their parents that you're abusing them. I've, I've had people's parents phone calling me and stuff. So, but my parents, even if someone did something to me, if I'm an adult, if I'm moving in with somebody or having a... Have adult. you lived with anyone? Yeah. And, yeah. I've, I've had, and if I'm having an adult sexual relationship with somebody, if it doesn't go well, I can't be like, Mom, she's saying things and it's really hurting my feelings. Can you talk but, to her, please? So no, that's, but yeah. But yeah. like, what, what, would be, what would be considered abusive? That would be, like, do you have an example of the kind of arguments you would, or the kind of truth that you say that somebody would yeah, think exactly. that was abusive? Right. Well, a better question is, as women, what would you consider to be abusive? Um, I would think cutting me down anyway, like and just saying, like telling me, um, yeah, I'm not good enough in some way, or not believing in me, or or making me feel bad physically, or. 
I think gaslighting is is denying the other person's reality. If yeah. someone says to you that upset me, and then you're like, no, why do you let that upset you? Like, I think that stuff, and you get it in friendships, is toxic. You must always hear that's that that's that person's reality, whether you don't like hearing it or not. Honor it, and I think that obviously the physical abuse. You, you can see it, you can feel it. I think the emotional abuse is much harder, That's, isn't it? And I think it's anything that makes you feel like shit. You're like, why do I feel so bad? And I don't know why. Right, because there's tough love, but there's emotional abuse. And yeah. there's just someone who exactly. is just repeatedly... But there, but there is a difference between yeah. Yeah. tough love and emotional abuse. <clears throat> Which is why I say to you, no one could ever, and I can say this on my mother's life, no one can come and give you an example of anything I've ever said about their appearance, who they are, where they're so from. So do you think mm. they, they or were even, saying... Or even like, Ah, that you're lying. But why you know were they so is it that just, then? So well, like I said, because people need to justify this. Yeah. So if you, if no one's the villain in their own life story. Okay, they weren't so taking responsibility. They and you're responsibility. calling them out on stuff. And they maybe the, you're, maybe you confronting things to some people is they're allergic to it. A lot of people the way don't I, like the way, confrontation. And the thing is, uh, exactly, a lot of people don't like confrontation. Yeah. I don't like it, but sometimes there is no choice. But you're because, not afraid of it. So no, but I can't there. be afraid of it because... What choice do we have? If you're, yeah. if we, if you really are talking about forever, then mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be the father to your children, and there's a, there's a situation whereby I have to defend this family unit. Well, I can't be like, well, I can't handle this because it's bad for my emotions. Yeah, so I do what my dad does and just go to bed. This <laughs> is always in bed. Well, Let my whole child in fine. bed. Well, you know. Wanking. Well, I'm that sorry. might be his really sort of <laughs> Why temporary. Do I go there? <laughs> maybe temporary gratifies himself. That's for you and your therapist so too. What <laughs> you, so what have you learned then? So it sounds like you're aware enough that you can see the pitfalls you've been falling in. Yeah. Well, what have you learned, and what are you going to do differently? What are you looking for now? Uh, what I have learned, two things I've learned. Well, the first thing I've learned, which I learned from my, my first relationship, is just to be yourself. And there's no point in trying to create like a false image of who you are when you get into relationships. Because like I've had like like my first girlfriend who would be like very uh, very aggressive about the idea of me speaking to other women. And now the girlfriend very aggressive about the idea of speaking to other women, which is funny because now Jealous. she's well, yeah, but now she's married and has children. Now as an ex, she thinks it's fine to speak to me. Mm. And I'd be like, I keep having to remind you that when we were together, the idea of me doing this with somebody else used to drive you insane. Mm. And she'd be like, yeah, but it's different for me and you because what we had was special. I'm like, what do you no. think the other ex-girlfriends say to me when they contact me? The same yeah. thing you're saying now. She's like, it's different though. I'm like, I feel like me being on TV probably helps a lot more yeah. for you to get in touch with me. I feel like if I was still a very much a struggling comedian, you probably wouldn't feel the need to yeah, rekindle yeah, yeah. our friendship. So, right. Yeah, all right. It's, you, you understand. It's very strange that people that wouldn't give you the time of day, yes, when you start doing yeah. very well, you're so, well, so you're welcoming in their houses. So, so what is it that you? So you're I've learned. So based on that, what, learned, what I've yeah. learned is that you might as well be yourself in relationships. And I feel like this is when when you begin to compromise you who you are. Yeah. That's when things go wrong. Yes. And the other thing I've learned, the saddest thing I've learned, is sometimes it doesn't matter how nice you are, and how much how selfless you are. Yeah. Some people's cultural and moral values they will never accept you and they will never be able yeah. and they will never accept you and accept we, you as what someone to take seriously not or? someone to take seriously but freedoms they may give other people from other cultures they will not give to you hmm. this is what I have okay. learned really? some, yeah what from dating other cultures yeah do you want to elaborate on that That's yeah like, like I said for example I come from a culture whereby the idea that if I am abusive verbally to a woman my family will not turn a blind eye to that yeah. Just because I am their child or I'm their brother or whatever, yeah. that is not still not excusable. Not everybody has that value system. Some yeah. people, their kids can't do any wrong in their eyes. Yes. So they will continue to enable their yeah. behavior to yeah. the point whereby like, you'll get, they'll get in a situation where they can't be helped by their mm-hmm. parents. And so this is my point. So like I said, I've had- So how can they, no, there's no one to make them accountable. 
Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, that's, I mean, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with you having a close relationship with your parents. I think it's actually very important. You're very close to yours. I'm very close to mine. But the thing is, the image I give off, people don't think I'm very close to my parents, but it's because my parents came to the UK when they were 15, but for like seven years when they were born, their parents came first, and so they would have been by themselves for about seven years. So I guess when my parents were born up is that they will give me all the attention, but I have to be aware that they're not always going to be around. Mm-hmm. So they've always tried to encourage a sense of responsibility. And I and couldn't imagine going to my parents about some something in my relationship that I'm having an issue with. Yeah, yeah. Like calling my mom or dad, like, boo-hoo, I can't yeah. like, deal with this. Yeah, it's because my parents are straight down the line as well. So, for example, if I was like, oh, my uh, girlfriend's upset because I, I have to talk to other women, they'd be like, well, then just don't. And then really... Cause, right. Like, <laughs> the, thing, the thing is... So you take advice from them then? Well, I, I've taken advice my whole life from my parents. Mm. But the thing is, it's like... Isn't that lovely to have It's that? amazing, but the thing I, is... Whatever my parents say, I do the opposite. No, I, I look at their marriage, I'm like, I don't want any of that. I mean, no, my parents... Their, ma- their, no, their marriage is far <laughs> from perfect. Their marriage is far from perfect. But marriage and how people are in a marriage and how people are who they are are two very different things. So yeah. by, by being in the creative industry, I've had to like spend more time around my parents than I wanted to by living at home. Yeah. But I've been able to see them for the people they are. Are you as still living at, Are you back nah, at home? No, I moved out ages ago, but thankfully... Are you looking for love now? Well, I feel like you shouldn't look for it because yeah. this is my thing. And like I said, when my first relationship broke down, I spent a lot of time analysing love. And I feel like when people look for love, you are talking about something as if you can acquire it. And this is the yeah. problem with humanity in the first place because people say God is love. You are not supposed to hold on to love or have it. No one's supposed to own it. This is something you are privileged enough to experience. Oh, isn't that lovely? So if you're That's happy, nice. if, you get to exper- if you get to experience it, as, as, as long as if you're angry, if you, I mean, the whole thing when you blame your partner and stuff like that, this is all the stages of coping with loss. So yeah. you've had the denial, anger, bargaining, acceptance. But at the end of the day, the fact that you even got to experience love, how can you... Uh, enjoy something so high, so highly rewarding and not expect there to be like the risk and the suffering that comes it with always. it the and soul is forged to suffering so as well but, but then but yeah what's going to happen we're trying to avoid pain and negativity we try and avoid it with gratitude lists and it's like it's, it. it's, we it's can't in, avoid it it's inevitable so like yeah. I was angry about losing girlfriends I'm, I, I get angry about how I'm treated but then I think my neighbour across the road his wife died from cancer imagine the first night he has to go back and lay in that bed by his fucking self oh, mm. that, yeah. so when you put into perspective in that in, put into perspective like that then someone was mean to me I don't really give a fuck and I'm yeah, probably yeah, yeah. Lucky they're not around anymore. That man's wife could have been really mean to him before she got killed. She could, she could have been, but but yeah, unfortunately she wasn't. Or it's like, for example, I got a friend where it's like, when I first broke up, like he at the time I'm breaking up with my first love, he's getting married to his. Yeah. And I'm like, oh for fuck's sake, why? But yeah, then, yeah. But when yeah, he's well, a teenager, his brother passed away. But when he's but when his brother when he's a teenager, his brother passed away. Okay, so then when so we're, we're so it's yeah. wedding, it's like you know what? I would give all this fucking shit up just to have one day with yeah, somebody yeah, I love. Yeah. So that's what I mean about love is like. And the more you grip onto love when you've got it, the more. And that's not what you're supposed sure. to do. Like, it's, see, we talk about maxims and stuff. The maxim is, if you love something, you let it go. And if it comes back to you, it was always yours in the so first place. So you're not looking for it. But if you were to meet someone, what would you say the qualities would, that you're looking for now? With what, everything you've learned, what, what are you going to do I don't, I don't think about what I want from people. It's more about what I have to offer. And then law yeah. of attraction will dictate that positivity will come to you anyway yeah i'm not dependent on people for stuff like that I'm, i don't i don't yeah. have any expectations of another human being i don't know what your journey is i don't expect yeah. you to be any kind of way i don't care like i've never been somebody where it's like like i've been with a girl like and she'd be on instagram and pictures and stuff like that and like at one point she's like oh you know my grandmother said to me uh if i keep dressing like this way i'm not gonna find somebody i'm like well then fuck your grandma then who the yeah, fuck yeah, is she yeah. right i don't yeah. tell somebody i don't tell anybody yeah, yeah, how yeah. to be other, anything other than themselves because then then it means the whole situation but was never genuine what, in the first it's place. It's very easy to say that as someone that's comfortable in themselves. And I think a lot of the, the struggles with humanity now is people 
not accepting and not liking themselves. Yeah, definitely. That's the biggest journey. Definitely. A, figure out who you are and be honest about who you yeah. are and your flaws and everything and then just like yourself. Exactly. It's yeah. not and, easy. This, and this is the point. The reason why I focus so much on self-love is because that first time, to me, that's the last time. And it really, on reflection, it's not a bad thing, but what we all are trying to avoid with love because really the process of when we get into love with somebody else is that we are giving a part of ourselves to somebody else. Yeah. If this doesn't work out, now this person's left with a part of me that I can't get back. Well, then you have to grieve the loss of that person as but well. But then, then a lot of time, some people do not have the tools in order to kind of help to regenerate that Replenish. part of themselves they've lost. Yeah. So then they may change a part of themselves to compensate for what they feel they've lost. Or they're just going to drinking and drugs. And there you yeah. go, the self-destruction part, yeah. yeah because you know, now they're, they're punishing themselves physically for a whole that yeah. is there more spiritually or emotionally. So right. you try and fill that hole, whether it's like with but comfort food or drinking or drugs. I see, pe- I see drugs. women do that with kids. I see a lot of yeah. a lot of people I know hiding their kids. And, I, but and I understand I'll, it. There's, there's, I understand you know, the rationale behind that They can afford childcare, but they won't get it. And they're like, I'm so busy with the kids. And it's like, I know, I can see what's going on. It's like, because if you get childcare and you create space for yourself, you have to then sit with yourself. And, and that's and, the hardest part for most human beings is sitting mm. with themselves. See, but I, I took, I went into that abyss. So that's why it's fine. Because mm. I don't, for me, I understand why someone does that. Because when you have a child, that's somebody that loves you no matter how big you mm-hmm. get or how fat you get or how, how often you cut your toenails and stuff. Like, having your son, if you're a single mother, that man's going to love you no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand the rationale behind that. But you know what's interesting is this is the first, you're the first guest we've had where the focus, so this is a relationship podcast, but it's never dawned on me that we would talk about the relationship with yourself. Because most of the time we're focused on external, like, oh, yeah. tell us about your relationship with other people, what's the craziest thing you've done? But I feel like this is the first chat we've had where we're talking about the relationship you have with yourself. Yeah, and the reason why, and the reason Don't why, yeah, and the reason why I say it is because once you see, once you have a reference to yourself, it's in, it, it really helps you rationalize situations where love doesn't work out. So it's like, mm-hmm. at least you, uh, for example, so at least you know it's like I did everything I could mm-hmm. to put that person before me. Yeah. So then you never. You're because, at peace. So you can't hold on to the resentment much longer because what else can you do? Because a, a lot of us will run over like relationships where it went wrong and was this a red flag and why did I say something then and if I'd done something different. But if you can at least be like, I know that my intentions to this person was completely benevolent. There's nothing else I can do. So we've got. It wouldn't be the show if we didn't ask you what the craziest thing you'd ever done for love mm. is. The only thing I ever do, like I said, is just. When I hear a voice in my head, we'd be like, this is not going to work. Ignore is, it. <laughs> is it, not, it won't ignore it, but be like, we'll see. We'll give them a chance and see how this goes. But yeah, that's probably the craziest thing. But like, even then, it's like, for example, so I don't think there's anything so much as like an extravagant mm. purchase. I've, I've done extravagant purchases and spent a lot of money on people and stuff. But even then, it's like, you always make that money back. And mm. it's not really about what you get for people. It's how you make them feel. So... Mm. I, I just don't I don't yeah so I don't I don't think I've ever done anything necessarily that crazy in name and love other than like I said ignore signs where I feel like this mm. is probably not a good thing thank I have you your, so much I have for your coming frank in. acronym if you still want it oh, oh yeah, yeah please go on. what's the frank acronym it was just fucking romance affection naughtiness and kinkiness yeah oh, <laughs> I beautiful. like it I like it. Thank you so much, Dave. It's been me, an everyone. absolute pleasure. That's us done for another week. If you fancy getting in touch, then go to radiohaha.co.uk. But before we sign off, Maria, can you supply us with some morality to see us through the I, week? I think Dane ended up teaching us a lot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, like just focusing on yourself. Uh, I think it's really important to go to Cafe Gratitude if you're in San Francisco or Los Angeles. <laughs> and also, uh, do not date a comedian. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week. Yeah, see ya. Love you, Marie. Love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs>